0: All right, everybody. Welcome back into another edition of Two on OSU. As always, I'm joined by my identical—no, I'm not joined by my identical twin and beat reporter Sam Hutchins. It's just me today, flying solo. So, guys, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna have a great show. And do me a favor, if if we can, let's let's get some reviews. Let's get some likes uh, on my solo show because how fun would it be uh, for for this episode to pop off when Sam? is uh, away in Iowa on some business. So so that would be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good show. Um, we're going to have some interaction. I'm going to read some comments. You guys have been doing a great job of leaving us some comments and some conversations uh, that we're going to get into on the YouTube channel. So you can always do that here at 2 on OSU. And before we get into uh, the Cincinnati preview with the Bearcats coming to town, that's, that's cool to say. Uh, we'll thank some sponsors who always do such a good job of supporting what we do. Uh, sellout crowd, we, we want to thank MidFirst Bank, Laser Light Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, and Fire Lake Casino for their support, and also remind you to drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Now, the Cincinnati Bearcats are coming to Stillwater for a Big 12 game. That's still, I think, kind of cool to say. Of course, the Cowboys haven't had any experience this year with the four new Big 12 teams. Um, I haven't done any research, but I'd imagine they're probably like the last um, traditional Big 12 school to maybe not have played any of these four new teams. Um, it's it's those four games in Bedlam left for the Cowboys. So you have kind of the oldest of rivalries there with, with the Sooners and the four new teams where, where OSU's not super familiar and doesn't know a lot about. Uh, but one guy the Cowboys do know about, and you guys will remember this name, Emory Jones. He's now quarterbacking the Cincinnati Bearcats. And you're going to remember that game, that name from last year. He played for the Arizona State Sun Devils when they came to town and uh, lost that game in Stillwater. So Emory Jones is, is playing. He's kind of the same guy that the Cowboys uh, beat last year uh, in that game. He was 12 of 24 for 233 yards and one touchdown. This year, he's completing 61% of his passes, has 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, So I don't think a whole lot has changed. And Mike Gunny said, yeah, it is a little weird preparing for a quarterback we've already seen with a different team, Um, but he's not watching any film from last year. He's watching all Cincinnati film to prepare for Emory Jones. Um, OSU's favored." For the first time in at least three weeks, guys, they're, they're finally favored in a game. Maybe the Cowboys are used to playing as an underdog and uh, in, in, in doing better as an underdog. Mike Gundy always is. If you were to, uh, to place 100 bucks on Mike Gundy in every game he's an underdog in, gosh, you'd be a wealthy person. But uh, today, uh, on, on Saturday, the, the Cowboys are going to be a seven and a half point favorite over the Cincinnati Bearcats on homecoming. Another night game. Uh, it should be a great crowd. Should be a great atmosphere. Sold out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. One thing uh, that that we do know is Mike Gundy's not overlooking this game, right? It's it's easy to see. Okay, Cincinnati this week. Next week, November fourth, Oklahoma's coming to town. That's going to be a cool game. Uh, maybe maybe Big Noon. Maybe College Game Day. But no, Mike Gundy's not thinking about that. It got brought up kind of casually. Hey, Mike, like next next week, that could be a pretty cool game, too, uh, with the Sooners and and how well they're playing. But no, Mike Gundy said he doesn't even know that Bedlam is in two weeks, uh, which which I'll I'll have you make your judgment on if you're buying that or not. He said, oh, it kind of makes sense. I've been getting some some texts and some phone calls about Bedlam tickets, but I thought that was a long way off. No, Mike, Bedlam is is two weeks away. so so that's why your, your phone's blown up for the tickets. But it, it's, it's going to be uh, a great couple weeks in Stillwater. Now getting back into this Cincinnati game. Of course, Ollie Gordon is going to be the guy for the Cowboys. He's, he's been fantastic, been up over 200 yards in each of the last two games. Um, Ollie Gordon is going to be the engine behind the Cowboy offense on Saturday. And it's also kind of interesting because the strength of the Cincinnati team is its defensive line. That's the thing that jumped out on Mike Gundy. So it's kind of strength on strength uh, here for a little bit in if the Cowboys offensive line can continue to impose its will on teams like it did at West Virginia. Gosh, I talked to Jake Springfield, uh, the Cowboy tackle, about that game. And he said, if we could do that every game, that'd be the best thing ever because we just imposed our will on the the West Virginia Mountaineers, and you saw it, right? Ollie Gordon had 290-some rushing yards, earning him a second straight uh, Doak Walker Player of the Week award. Um, but yeah, this it's going to be interesting to see the battle in the trenches, right? With with the talented Bearcat defensive line. Mike Gundy said when he flipped on the film, you know, he looks at the record first. He sees, okay, Cincinnati's winless in the Big 12 and only has two wins overall. The record he he saw... Didn't match up with the film he turned on with the way those Bearcat defenders were getting after his team. So uh, we'll see what kind of gives there. The Cowboys have been really good up front these last few weeks. Really good. Um, And we'll see if if Jason Brooks is going to be able to return. We asked about the Cowboy guard who, of course, exited in, I think, the second quarter in Morgantown. Um, Mike Gagne said he's hopeful. Jason Brooks is going to be able to come back and play, uh, but but he didn't give any concrete answers on if the guard from Vanderbilt is going to be able to to help the Cowboys out. And another injury that we should update you on is is Talon Shetron. Mike Gundy was also kind of unsure about Shetron, who exited with a shoulder injury after taking a very hard hit in Morgantown. Um, those those are going to be two names to watch in the pregame and and see if the Cowboys uh, can get those guys going. Especially, I, I would say, Brooks, with the way the Cowboys are going to have to continue to block up front. Um, so, it'll be, it'll be a good game, Sam. Um, I, I, Sam and I both predicted the Cowboys to win. His score prediction was 31-24. He thinks the Cowboys are going to win um, a, a one-score game. I think the Cowboys are going to kind of have a blowout. I think the Cowboys are going to win 40-18. to and the reason I say that is, I mean, this team is is playing so well right now. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to continue to block. I think Ollie Gordon is going to continue to get the ball. Um, OSU is simplified offensively and defensively. Offensively now, the scheme is, hey, let's just get the rock to Ollie Gordon. Let him go up the middle. And it's been working, if you haven't noticed, in Stillwater. So I think uh, Ollie Gordon is going to continue to have another big game. Mike gunnie's doesn't seem concerned about Ollie Gordon's durability, kind of the, the the damage he's going to be taking, the punishment he's taken the last three weeks. Ollie Gordon is a guy um, who's big, strong, so much bigger and taller than your average running back. So maybe that lends him to a little extra durability. And I talked to Ollie's high school coach uh, today for an interview, and you'll see a story on Ollie's vision and what separates him later in the week on Sellout Crowd. But High school coach told me, yeah, Ollie's you know, always, always been pretty durable like that. Uh, it hasn't been a super big issue for the Cowboys sophomore. Um, so Ollie Gordon's going to be a guy to watch, and, and I think he's going to carry the Cowboys to a, to a pretty large victory. The Cowboys, if you, if you look back at the last couple years, they've had some blowout wins. This is a group, a team, that, uh, that knows how to blow teams out. I think two years ago on homecoming, gosh, it was either TCU or Kansas, uh, that homecoming game where the Cowboys just destroyed. Uh, I think it was the Jayhawks. They had back-to-back blowouts in Boone Pickens Stadium. And Dominic Richardson, those guys, uh, Jalen Warren, those were the guys running wild. So I think Ollie Gordon is going to kind of replicate that formula and run wild on way to a big homecoming victory uh, for the Cowboys. And boy, do they need it. Boy, do people in Stillwater kind of need to be able to take a breath in the fourth quarter and and watch a game uh, not on pins and needles because that West Virginia game yeah it was it was uh, ended up being like three scores but in the fourth quarter OSU was down they needed a big special teams play to kind of get back in that game and get the momentum and seize the day there so uh, I think this is going to be welcome news Cowboys fans I think the Cowboys are going to give you a uh, a welcome break from your heart rate I, I think it's going to be a blowout win on Saturday. Now we don't have Sam here today. Obviously the chemistry is off, but that doesn't mean we can't answer some questions and talk to you guys. Uh, you left us some comments on on our YouTube channel, uh, two on OSU with the Hutchins brothers, with the Hutchins twins is the YouTube channel there. We're going to start posting all sorts of stuff, including post game interviews uh, from from guys like Ollie Gordon and Mike Gundy. Um, in addition to our two weekly shows here with the Sellout Crowd Network. But Eddie Mason, you asked us, Eddie, um, you're looking for for OSU's next rival. Of course, next year with uh, Texas and OU leaving for the SEC, OSU's going to have to find someone. Uh, it's, it's certainly more fun to have a school you have a little bit of bad blood with, a little uh, extra energy in a certain matchup there. And Eddie Mason is looking and asking who that team might be. He threw out, uh, I think, Texas Tech. And I, I see Texas Tech as a good contender for the next OSU rival. Look, the, the Red Raiders, there's a, a long history there of, of social media thievery allegations, who stole whose uh, traditions, whose uh, hand signal is whose. Uh, a, a lot of things there that that fans maybe get up, up in arms about is those traditions. And people think Texas Tech uh, maybe stole a little bit from OSU, and OSU maybe stole a little bit from Texas Tech. So I think that's a, a rival. They've had some fantastic games uh, here in recency. Maybe we can call it the Allen Bowman Bowl um, can be that, that next rivalry. Um, here's, the, here's the answer I really think, guys, is going to be an emerging rivalry in the new Big 12 for Oklahoma State. Be on the lookout for Utah. I think these schools are really similar in a lot of ways. Maybe not uh, you know, in every way, but geogra- ge- geographically, not too far apart, I guess, uh, enough to, to remain competitive and maybe cross over with some fans. Um, but the thing I really look at is just the similarity between football programs. Oklahoma State and Utah have long been two of the most underrated programs in the last you know, decade or so. Um, and, and it goes because of the consistency of head coaches. Kyle Whittingham at Utah and Mike Gundy at OSU are two of the longest tenured head coaches you'll find. So I think that's a, a cool little note. Um, there's been so much consistency there. There's been so much of the same that, that, that there might be something there. there. There might be a rivalry with who is the oldest head coach, who's the most seasoned head coach, who has the advantage there. I like that as a sleeper um, because of the whole head coaching aspect, but also just the fact I think Utah and OSU are going to be some of the top two teams in the mix every year. In the new Big 12. Utah's looks fantastic. They've been fantastic for a few years. Felt like they were just in the Rose Bowl. Playing Ohio State. And uh, they knocked off USC last week. Um, so we know Utah's going to be good. They're going to bring it into the new Big 12. And OSU is is consistently in the top half of the conference. They were in the Fiesta Bowl. Just two years ago. Um, so I, I think there's going to be some games. That really matter late. That uh, are going to maybe spark a little rivalry between OSU and the Utah Utes there. Um we had a comment uh, from from Garth Still 1776. He floated out K State depending as uh, as a potential rival for OSU in the new Big 12. I could see that. I kind of like that. Uh he he brought out hey, you know, depending on how they structure the pods, which uh which 14 pod is OSU going to be put in? where you would presumptively play those, those three teams every year. You'd get really familiar with them. You'd have a lot of head-to-head matchups. Um, and it would make sense from a, from a geography standpoint with Manhattan, Kansas, and Oklahoma State not being too far away. They're both kind of on the, the northern part of the conference now. Um, and, and I could see that. I think also uh, the problem with a potential K-State and OSU rivalry is there's a lot of similarities there. Guys, I, don't, I feel like there's a lot of respect between K-State and OSU. I mean, Stillwater and Manhattan are kind of similar towns. There's no you uh, know, big city there. Uh, so I think the towns are similar. I, I think there's a, a lot of agricultural uh, history with both of those schools. So I could see that. And look, I mean, Kansas State has KU. Oklahoma State has OU. So I think there's just a lot of shared kind of bonds. Uh, between OSU and K State, that who knows? Maybe maybe that maybe uh, maybe oil and water don't mix, or or maybe they do. So we'll have to see what goes into that whole Kansas State and Oklahoma State rivalry. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really gonna take uh, one big game, one big moment, one heated play, uh, and you could have a rivalry with anyone. Uh, j- just look at postseason baseball. Teams with with no history in a season can suddenly become. The worst of enemies uh so that'll be something to watch as as the new era of, of big 12 football gets underway now we're going to get into the two minute drill and I think we're definitely going to beat the buzzer because it's just one person uh talking about the two minute drill today and we're going to talk about homecoming traditions guys this week is of course homecoming in Stillwater gets uh really started on friday with the walk around and homecoming in hoops and the parade on saturday um So I'm going to run down the top three homecoming traditions in Stillwater uh, in order. Number one, homecoming in hoops. It's always the kickoff. There's always so much excitement around not only the cowboy basketball program, but the cowgirl basketball program. But I have an asterisk here. Homecoming in hoops in Gallaghera Arena is top notch. I've not been as impressed uh, with the homecoming in hoops that goes out at the beta court uh, on, on the fraternity. Um, just a different vibe. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for the old kind of style of it, and, and I really like the, the homecoming hoops. This year, Cowboys are uh, bringing Rich Homie Quan, uh, a rapper, to kind of uh, lead some of those uh, homecoming hoops celebrations. Walk around is my second favorite OSU homecoming tradition. I, I didn't really know what to think about it uh, when I uh, got here in, for my freshman year and started to just walk around, but gosh, I was really impressed with how much effort, uh, everyone on the Greek life kind of puts into that. The pumping is incredible. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And I, I don't know, it just, uh, it just feels like the whole community really getting out there. Kind of a cool thing. And my third favorite homecoming tradition is, uh, dyeing the fountain orange. I think that's cool. I'll admit I'm never up early enough to see it dyed. I swear they always do it at like six 30 or seven in the morning. Um, and and it's not quite enough to get me out of bed, but I do enjoy walking by that fountain, uh, every day. You know, going going to press conferences or whatnot. I think it is kind of cool. Um, the only bummer is after homecoming. I think they they drain the water because it always gets too cold, um, and the fountain is no more. So those are my top three OSU homecoming traditions. Let's uh let's wrap it up here. Um. Cincinnati, of course, with, with coming to OSU, uh, we, we, we gave our score predictions. I said 40 to 18. Guys, I've been rolling. I'm, uh, I'm 3-0 in the last three. I'm not going to pick against the Cowboys now. They've given me more of a reason than ever to, to pick them. And I think you're going to see a blowout victory Saturday in Stillwater. Thanks for joining me on 2 on OSU. Like I said, it would be real funny if uh, we kind of blew this episode up and uh, and Sam could see, hey, the episode I'm not on uh, really got a lot of traction. So so next week, of course, we'll be joined uh, by Sam and everyone uh, to to recap and, and look forward to Bedlam, what's going to be an awesome week and an awesome week of coverage on Sellout Crowd. So if you like what you hear, leave a review, give me the thumbs up uh, underneath the video, and we'll be back for more. Thanks for joining us.